Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. You know, the study of prophecy over the years for me has proven the authenticity of the entire Word of God, that it was inspired, that indeed it is trustworthy, and of course, it is worth our study. Well, we're excited now about this unique opportunity to be able to present to you some studies in God's prophetic Word. Might I suggest the book of Revelation? It is the mosaic of Bible prophecy. It's like the picture on the puzzle box. You go to the store, buy a box full of puzzle parts. You come back home, lay them out on the table, and then you turn the cover of the box over to see the picture that all of these parts, when they're put together, will look like. That's how you determine how you're going to put those puzzle parts together. That's exactly what the book of Revelation is. It takes all of the prophetic books in God's Word, they're all the pieces to the puzzle, and it gives you the overall big picture. Might I suggest you begin your prophecy study with the book of Revelation. From my CD series, A Walk Through the Book of Revelation, I would like for you to listen now to a portion of the introduction to our study of the book of Revelation. By the way, the Isle of Patmos in the Aegean Sea, about 50 miles off the coast of modern-day Turkey, Asia Minor at that time. It was a location, it's an island of about six miles in length, three miles wide. Marty Hahn and I were out there recently to do, uh, prepare to do our Day of Discovery uh, television program where we were beginning to study the seven letters to the seven churches uh, in chapters 2 and 3 of the book of Revelation. I don't know if any of you had opportunity to see that, but uh, interesting island, by the way, the Isle of Patmos. Today it has 365 churches on it, a church for every day on that little short island in the Aegean Sea, a beautiful island. If you saw the, the television program we did out there, you notice that we rented motor scooters and we rode around on motor scooters all over the island. What a neat way to teach the Bible, riding around on motor scooters. I was praying the entire time. Uh, that I was 62 when I was doing that, and I haven't ridden a motor scooter since I was a teenager. And uh, Marta's not quite as old as I am, but he hadn't ridden a motor scooter in a long time. And we were venturing out on these motor scooters, hot riding it all over the island, you know, praying constantly. We got through without falling one time. And I said, praise the Lord for that, Marta. We were just crazy, I think, doing it. But anyway, uh, on the island out there and had opportunity to go down to the shore of this little island thinking about John the Revelator. John, the one who receives from the angel, who got his message from Jesus Christ, who was given the original message by God the Father to pass along to you and me this last word that was going to be given to us. So the book is a revelation of Jesus Christ. It is one revelation of one person. The word revelation, of course, apocalypse or apocalypsis in the Greek, meaning to reveal, to make known a mystery, or revelation, or prophecy pertaining to prophecy. It's one of the four apocalyptic books in the Bible. Apocalyptic, that means apocalypsis again, using symbols to convey an absolute truth. We'll notice as we go through even the first chapter in just a moment that God will use symbols to reveal a special truth to us, but then the way you interpret apocalyptic literature is that you continue to read 
not only that particular book, but other apocalyptic literature. And if you can't find the interpretation there, then you spread out to the other 62 books left in the Bible, and you will find within the confines of the Word of God itself, someplace between Genesis 1-1 and Revelation 22-21, an answer or the interpretation of what you're trying to find out. Now, Revelation is one of the ministries of the Holy Spirit. The first ministry of the Holy Spirit, of course, was inspiration. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. And so inspiration, the first ministry of the Holy Spirit. By the way, inspiration is complete. Inspiration was complete when our canon was formed with the 66 books from Genesis to Revelation. There is no more inspiration. God is not breathing into man any more scripture. If he was, he would be sharing it with everybody. But this is the canon. This we can settle on. This is what we have his words from him to us on how to live this life. Another ministry of the Holy Spirit is revelation. In 2 Peter chapter 1, it is talking about God choose men of old, not by their own will, but by his decision, his sovereign will. He breathed into them things that were going to happen in the future. A more sure prophecy, Peter said, than even standing there on the Mount of Transfiguration. Peter said, I can witness the fact I saw Jesus Christ in his glorified body, how he will come back. But there is a more sure word of prophecy, and it is this book. That's better than sight. And by the way, we need to pay attention in our world today about that. They have this thing called power evangelism where they perform miracles, so that must be of God. Well, a bit later in this week, I'm going to show you that could well be of Satan, what you're seeing on some of these so-called television networks and television programs. We have a more sure word of prophecy, and this is it. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 21 says, there is no prophecy of private interpretation. And so we take this mosaic and we look at all the prophecy in light of this mosaic, the last word from Jesus Christ, and everything must conform, fit into, like a hand into a glove, in all of prophecy. The third ministry of the Holy Spirit is illumination. John chapter 16, Jesus Christ said, I must go, and when I will go, I will send the Spirit of truth, the Comforter, who will teach you things to come. By the way, that always is the standard that I set when I look at any situation as it relates to the Holy Spirit. You know what John 16 says? The Holy Spirit is incapable of drawing attention to himself. If you wear a little dove drawing attention to the Holy Spirit on your lapel, I think that is very dangerous because you're stepping out of the will of Jesus Christ. He said, when he comes, he will not speak of himself, but only speak of me. When anybody talks about what the Holy Spirit is doing, that is anti-biblical. Please excuse me. That's what Jesus... Let's look at that just for a moment. John chapter 16. Go over there and let's just look and see exactly what he had to say. This is all important as we start to study this book of Revelation. We're going to get into the meat of these things, but it's important that we understand where we are as we approach the study of the book of Revelation. John chapter 16, 
and verse 12. I, ha- I have yet many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them. Howbeit when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall, look here, underline this, he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come, he shall glorify me." He cannot glorify himself. The Holy Spirit could not be the center of any attraction to himself. Only must he lift up Jesus Christ. He is Christocentric. That's what we need to be. So if somebody talks about, look what the Holy Spirit's doing. Praise God the Holy Spirit's alive. Holy, look at that. Well, that is of Satan, I have to tell you. Or Jesus Christ didn't know what he was talking about. He cannot glorify himself. He can only glorify Jesus Christ. He cannot attract attention at all to himself. Don't you wish I would say exactly what I mean? I'm going to endeavor to try to be more definite when I try to convey a message to you. (laughs) Please, by the way, I have a rule. May I give you my rule? If you disagree with anything I say, don't you dare turn to your wife or your husband or your friend and tell them. Don't you buttonhole Mike. Don't you call up Joe Jordan or Harry Ballback or George Tice. Don't you talk to any of these people until after you talk to me. Because the Bible said if you've got odd against your brother, go find him first and talk to him. And bring your old B-I-B-L-E and we'll spend some time in the book. I'm waiting for you. Come on down. I'm ready. <laughs> but uh, anyway... You've been listening to an introductory session of the book of Revelation. I hope this has been a blessing to you. If you would like to have a five-hour audio series on CD of my walk through the book of Revelation, you can call our toll-free number. They'll tell you how you can purchase this study. Our toll-free number is 8-PROPHECY-8. Now, that's the easy way to remember it, 8-PROPHECY-8, or that's translated into 877-674-674. 3298. Call or go to our website, by the way, www.prophecytoday.com. Go to our shopping mall and you'll be able to purchase this cassette series on a walk through the book of Revelation. I can guarantee you as you study Revelation, you'll realize that we're living in this book, that the rapture of the church is quickly coming to pass that the shout could happen at any moment and we would be caught out of this world to go to be with him forevermore. By the way, that could happen at any moment. I think I've said that. And if that be the case, I have nothing else left to say except let's keep looking up until.